welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, president of Schneps Media. And I am so happy to be able to invite someone who is very special and offers very special opportunities for our listeners, especially we're listening. So speech is what she's about. And I want to welcome Dawn Carter Jenkins, who is the president of the World Class Speech Services Center. And welcome, welcome, welcome. I, you know, I love you. your husband, uh, Patrick Jenkins, and now I have, I'm loving you. So we're so happy Thank to have you here. I appreciate you and appreciate uh, all the support that you give us. And definitely, you know, I know that Patrick, Patrick really appreciates and respects all that you do and is always talking about you before I even got to meet you. So, yes. Isn't that lovely? You know, it's very nice to meet people when you call this a self appreciation relationship. We both appreciate each other so much. And, you know, you've been building your career for a long time. Where did you grow up? I actually was born in England and I grew up in England until I came to America when I was in high school. Obviously, you know, it's a different culture and a different time, <laughs> but in many ways, of course, uh, the world has grown smaller since that uh, initial, my, my birth, so to speak. And so I became kind of a, a, a transient person, at least that's the way I felt about it. I felt like I was moving into this new area. And that's actually where, even for me, I became much more aware of my own speech because obviously coming from England, I was already speaking English, but I was certainly not speaking English in the same way as American speakers. And one of the stories, funny, not funny, so bear with me, was that because I was a good student, I got placed in a honors English class. I was in, we landed first in Louisiana and um, I was in the honors English class, but it was all about figurative language. And I could not keep up with that class. It was the same language, the same words, but the innuendo and the overlying understanding was not something that I had being coming from England. So unfortunately, I did not do well in that class. I was not placed in another honors English class after that. But funnily enough, that's exactly where in some ways the impetus and the original seed of what I was what, what would become my career kind of started. And um, yes, it's definitely one of those things that in reflection, I think is, it's funny, but you know. Um, well, I think sometimes they say, they say you learn more from your failures and your mistakes, Correct. right? And you do, and people forget that, but it, it really, you know, here you had that case. Was there anyone in your growing up years? I mean, it, it's, I, I'm a New Yorker born and bred and I haven't traveled too far from home except, you know, traveling for, sure. for So I always think it takes a lot of courage to come to a new land and a new country and new people. But was there somebody who guided you when you were young to give you the confidence to be who you are today? You know, um, over the years, I have since freshman year in college, honestly, I've always had mentors. I've always had somebody that, I am able to speak to and give me guidance. And my first mentoring college was actually a German man. <laughs> he was in the German department and teaching whatever he was teaching. And then I decided that I was going to do German as a, a because I just enjoyed talking to him, but I ended up doing German as a minor. But the point is, 
ever yeah. since then, I've I've had lots of influences. So truthfully, um, I I went to school. I started college when I was seventeen. I happened to you know start school a little bit earlier, so I I moved I moved a little bit faster. And like I said, I I did well in school. So um, so I needed that support from from that time on. And I've always sought mentors. I've had many many mentors. Sometimes um, I've actually been known to even walk up to people after a webinar or workshop that they've given and just said, can I have, you know, can I have coffee with you? And then rope them into being becoming my mentor. So (laughs) over the years, there's been several people that have influenced me. I will admit though, that I um, had the nickname in college of the quiet storm. I was not somebody that would speak freely all the time. I would be sitting in the background I think this is a good skill, but I would listen a lot and talk less. And um, when I would talk, I would be listened to pretty well because I had thought things through. And in some ways, that's one of the way the reasons why I kind of needed a mentor to kind of get myself out of my shell. I think that traveling and moving, as you had alluded to, sometimes, you know, for certain personalities makes you want to be more introverted and not kind of explore a lot of conversations and, you know, having, um, we moved from Louisiana to New York. So having that issue made it so that I had to then learn to speak in different settings as more of a outgoing advocate and be able to present my ideas better. You seem like a very confident person. Were you that way as a child when you were in England? Was that your kind of personality to begin with or your parents uh, influencing that? You know what's interesting? I think it probably was, but I think that I didn't actually um, know that, um, you know, intellectually, so to speak. I was the oldest daughter of four. My parents, as you said, you know, they, well, you didn't say this, but um, they were immigrants also to England from Trinidad. And um, my stepfather came from Nigeria. So I think seeing them be able to really embrace newness helps to influence me not being so afraid of, um, you know, what was potentially going to happen. However, of course, you know, just having different speech pattern, then pulled me back. So when I moved from from England to a new country, and especially Louisiana, it was the South. I was a teenager, you know, I was relatively young. And when we're in those tween years, we're very sensitive. So, um, so yes, I definitely was confident. I also, uh, being the oldest sister, you kind of, you know, bring everyone along and kind of lead that pack. I always say, because this is a, a group of women too. So it was four sisters together that this was definitely one of the things that was more ingrained for me. So, Well, I think, you know, that kind of um, upbringing and then the challenge of coming to America and then, you know, making uh, your way into the colleges. You and I went to NYU, but one of your masters is at NYU, my favorite school that I always dreamt. I had nightmares of getting lost in the buildings because there are so many buildings that have classes in that I still remembered years and years later having dreams about getting lost. I don't know your experience at NYU, but that's being in the heart of the city to really uh, use your skills. How did you develop your business and what are you doing now? 
I knew that I needed a specialty area for, for me that had to do with um, initially accent modification specifically. I did some training after graduate school. I went to graduate school for speech language pathology. And speech language pathology um, for, for listeners is probably often thought of as stuttering or lisping, or actually if somebody has an, a, a stroke and then they can't speak afterwards, there are disorders that we call them and that we focus on most of the time for many speech language pathologists. However, one of the things that always interested me and I did undergrad in linguistics was how speech patterns are developed, so to speak. So that's kind of what my additional certification was almost immediately after graduate school. And so that's how I actually started um, world-class speech services was to give kind of international people an opportunity to be able to practice their professional speech and be able to give them the tools that they need to be able to, to, to have uh, a voice at the table and not feel self-conscious about their accents, for example. However, of course, it has expanded since then. I have been, um, you know, I, I've worked now, I work now at a university. Uh, I work at Mercy College. I am the clinical director there. And for many years, I've worked at several universities teaching communication skills, teaching specific language and linguistics, and supervising clinical um, students in the master's programs at various universities, frankly, through the CUNY system, as well as uh, three private universities that I've worked at over the years. So I've had a lot of fun doing that. It gives me opportunity to continue to do many different aspects of speech services. And yet world-class speech services gives me the opportunity to work with professionals. In fact, one of the things that we're doing is that um, I work with people with TEDx. I'm a speaker coach for TEDx Deer Park. And that's definitely one of the things that every year, I, well, we do it twice a year. So every year I look forward to working with those speakers who are already high level speakers they are confident in what they want to say. And then I just sharpen how they say it. And I make sure that the message is received and clarified. And um, I have a lot of fun with that too. Well, you know, it sounds like you've had many successes over these years and you're continuing to be successful uh, through telemedicine, through tele, as well as in person. But I would love to have your secrets of success to, that we could be sharing. What would you suggest to other people? I see you as a great success story. How can people be as successful as you have become? I would say the first thing is keep going. Keep trying. If you have something that you want to do, keep trying to do it. Don't give up. And I know that that's cliche in, in many ways, but honestly, it's the truth because what happens is that there are going to be obstacles. And sometimes you're going to question whether or not the dream is really your path. So I definitely say, just keep going. But also, as you brought up, mentors. I am so grateful to people who have taken the time with me and shown me the ropes of new areas of speech, for example, or communication skills. And honestly, it has been really, I've been really fortunate to have people take me under their wing and take me seriously 
and really, you know, give me an opportunity to broaden my own skills. And, you know, I, I think that that is invaluable. In fact, I am, have been and continue to be working for, uh, or volunteering, excuse me, for the American Speech and Hearing, Speech Language Hearing Association, the ASHA organization, as a mentor for at least 10 years. So every year I get at least one, usually two mentees that I work with at different levels of their career, whether it's pre getting their speech pathology license or after they get their speech pathology license. And I am just happy to share a little bit <laughs> of the uh, resources and guidance that I can do for them. So I, I, I definitely say find a mentor. Well, you know, you've given us some great secrets to success, and I am so happy to be talking with Dawn Cotter Jenkins, uh, World Class Speech Services President. So we are so pleased to have had this opportunity to be with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation, and thank you again for your support and this opportunity. This is Victoria Schnepp signing off. Till next time. Bye now. Bye.